Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness Podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex yo yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. Think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome back. This is your host, Danny, with the Mind and My Wellness podcast, and I'm really excited to dive into the third episode in our macro phase series where we'll be talking all about the different macro phases and how you can navigate and use them in your own personal journey. If you missed the first two episodes in the series, I covered first a high-level overview of what the macrophases are, and in the last episode of this series, I dove into the maintenance phase. You don't have to have listened to those episodes to benefit from today's episode, but it's a great place to start if you're brand new to this terminology, to nutrition periodization, and really want a holistic view on how to properly achieve your body goals in a way that promotes long-term change, not just a quick solution. In today's episode, I'm going to be breaking down a calorie deficit. You might have heard it be referred to as a cut if you're in the macro world, but this phase is oftentimes interchangeably called calorie deficit or a cut or a fat loss phase. So we're going to dive into what a calorie deficit is, why it's important, the do's and don'ts within this phase, what you can expect in this phase, what goals you can work towards in this phase, how long to be in a calorie deficit, and also some techniques that you can use in a calorie deficit for adherence. I've got another jam-packed episode for you, so we're going to dive right on in. So what is a calorie deficit? A calorie deficit is a planned phase in your journey where you'll be consuming fewer calories than you expend per day in an effort to reduce overall body fat. So the ultimate goal of a calorie deficit is really to target body fat percentage while maintaining muscle mass. We do this by prioritizing specific macronutrients, specifically protein in this case, And we can manipulate your macros to experience a desired result. And in this case, it would be achieving that toned look by reducing body fat to expose the underlying muscle. A calorie deficit is required to reduce body fat percentage. However, if you tuned into the last episode in this series where we talked on maintenance, you'll know that just because you want to reduce body fat doesn't mean that you're quite ready for a calorie deficit or that your body will respond well to one. I highly recommend checking out my free masterclass specifically on this topic if you want to dive in deeper. In that free training, I really dive into how to know if your body will respond to fat loss or 
If you're already in a fat loss phase and not making progress, why that might be and what to do to set yourself up for success. So you can go to mindandmymacros.com forward slash free training. I'll also link it down below in the show notes for you. So you can go there if it's of interest for you. But for the sake of this episode, I'm going to assume that you are primed and ready for a fat loss phase, meaning that your metabolism's in a good optimal spot to respond well to a deficit. I just always like to reiterate that point because most women will actually benefit from maintenance first, especially if they have a history of dieting. So in a calorie deficit, timing is very important. Again, if you listen to the maintenance episode, you know what can happen during a fat loss phase and why it's so important to spend most of your time in maintenance. But when you're in a deficit, your body essentially enters a distressed state, which can deplete hormone levels, gut function, sleep, cognitive function, and many more internal functions. And this is why dieting or entering a calorie deficit should be taken very seriously and not treated as a phase to be lived in for a long period of time, but a phase to be entered strategically and then moved through and out of strategically as well. Which brings me to how long should you spend in a calorie deficit? I get this question very, very often. And the answer is it will truly depend on the individual. I know not the greatest answer because everyone wants a very finite answer, but holistically, anywhere from four to 16 weeks is a good amount of time to be in a calorie deficit. And I'm gonna dive in just a little bit deeper here. Some factors that go into the length of time to be in your calorie deficit include when your last diet was or when you last really entered a calorie deficit, how much weight you have to lose, how adherent you are in your deficit, your mindset going into a deficit or your mindset in your current deficit, and most importantly, how your biofeedback is responding. So biofeedback refers to the signs from your body that we can use as markers to gauge response in a deficit. So if you're receiving negative biofeedback, What that means is that your body is signaling to you that you're either in too steep of a deficit or you've been in a deficit for too long and it's time to move out of a deficit either through a reverse diet or through a diet break. Some signs of negative biofeedback include impaired sleep. So if you're really having trouble sleeping, low energy and fatigue, this is a big one. Yes, you might experience a bit lower levels of energy in a deficit. And that's to be expected again, because calories are energy. So if we're restricting calories, we're restricting energy, but if you're feeling overall fatigued and it's very, very hard for you to make it through your workouts, that is a sign of negative biofeedback that we need to listen to. Also lack of mental alertness or mental clarity, extreme hunger, mood swings, All of these are signs of negative biofeedback. If you don't feel right or if something feels off, listen to your body. It is a sign of negative biofeedback. If it's something out of the norm, if your digestion is off and it's not normally off, these are signs that your body is telling you, A, your deficit's either too low or B, you've been in a deficit for too long. 
Now, if you've been in a deficit for an extended period of time and this just becomes your norm, then definitely go back and listen to the maintenance episode because spending enough time at maintenance, we can really resolve a lot of issues that chronically happen from long-term dieting. So to go back to the amount of time you should spend in a deficit, what I recommend is really limiting it to 16 weeks before either entering a reverse diet or a diet break. And this is because when we spend too much time in a deficit, we can experience a degradation of muscle or muscle loss, which we do not want. We can experience hormonal dysfunction, specifically with the thyroid hormones, cortisol, and insulin resistance, which can all cause weight regain or health troubles later on, and a suboptimal quality of life. So again, a lot of that negative feedback will pop up during a deficit because our body, from a metabolic standpoint, hormonal standpoint, gut health standpoint, is not functioning optimally. So it's very important to set a time frame and not exceed that four-month mark before, again, entering either a reverse diet or a diet break. It's also very, very important to set proper expectations in a calorie deficit. So let's dive into really what you can expect within a calorie deficit. So each individual's calorie deficit will look a little bit different, and each calorie deficit an individual enters will most likely look a little bit different too. So for instance, I have entered three calorie deficits over the course of four and a half years now, and each of my calorie deficits has looked a little bit different as well. So some will respond immediately to a calorie deficit, while others may take four or more weeks for them to really feel like they're making progress. But just like everyone is on their own journey, there is no quote-unquote right amount of time. It takes patience, it takes adherence, it takes consistency. Typically, what you can expect is to lose about a half a pound to 1.5 pounds per week, maybe upwards of two pounds per week. However, you may not experience this every single week, and that is completely okay. That's to be expected. If there's a week where your weight holds steady, or maybe it even increases a bit, this does not mean that you're not making progress towards your goal or that you're regressing. Go take a listen to my episode all on the reasons why the scale fluctuates that has nothing to do with body fat. I always like to remind my clients that it takes 32 to 3,500 calories on top of your maintenance calories to gain one pound of fat. So it's extremely difficult to do that overnight, especially if you're eating in a calorie deficit and being adherent through the process, you're not going to be gaining body fat. So if you do see the scale increase, there are so many reasons. Again, go listen to that episode where I dive into the different reasons why our body weight fluctuates, but really focus on long-term success, looking at weekly average weight over the course of your entire deficit and not get too hung up on the day-to-day weight fluctuations or even week-to-week weight fluctuations if you're only looking at like a two-week or three-week span. But I hear clients say very often that they feel like they're plateauing. And I like to clarify that a true plateau is three or more weeks where your weight, your weekly average weight holds steady. So it's not just one or two weeks. If again, you're in that one or two week mark with little movement, just keep going, 
keep going because so often I have clients who, again, they feel like they're in a plateau. They've really not seen too much movement for two weeks, but they hold the course, they trust the process, and then week three, they see a significant drop. So there's no right way for your body to respond to a calorie deficit as long as you're looking at progress over time. Again, let's say you're in a deficit for 16 weeks. Really take that time frame and look at it as 16 weeks, not three weeks, because that can really make a big difference in terms of especially how emotionally attached we can get to our own progress. So looking at things more objectively versus emotionally can be very, very beneficial. Also, it's very important that when you're in a calorie deficit, you're prioritizing protein. This is going to be very, very helpful in terms of maintaining your muscle mass. So I talked a lot about this in past episodes, but when you're in a deficit and you're not prioritizing protein, you can chip away at your muscle mass. And sure, you may see the scale drop, but it's not the desired outcome that you're hoping to achieve. Instead, you might look the same, just a smaller version of yourself. So making sure that we're prioritizing preserving as much muscle mass as possible, and we do that through progressive overload and strength training and prioritizing protein when we're in our deficit. Also, having muscle on our body keeps our metabolism thriving. So the more muscle mass we have, the more calories we'll be burning at rest because it's increasing our BMR or our basal metabolic rate. I hope you're loving today's episode. I wanted to quickly interrupt to share with you something that I only wish I knew years ago on my health journey that changed everything for me. I was the girl who had tried every diet under the sun, worked out seven days a week, yet was constantly left feeling disappointed that all my hard work and time wasn't paying off. Can you relate? If the answer is yes, then my free training, Three Steps to Transform Your Body with Macros, is just for you. In this training, I share the secrets to leveraging your metabolism to lose fat without restriction, eliminating the foods you love, or sacrificing a life well lived. So if you're ready to say so long to yo-yo dieting and kick low-calorie diets to the curb, you're not going to want to miss this free training. Head on over to mindedmymacros.com forward slash free training to register today. Or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. I hope to see you there. All right, now back to the episode. Now, also, at the end of the day, where you're really going to see the needle move and see your best results is if you're being consistent and adherent. So I have a really great example from a current client of mine in the Macro Accelerator program who is seeing really great progress, but it's a little bit slower than she was expecting. She was expecting to be down 10 pounds in 10 weeks, but she's also traveling a ton. She's very social and she's eating out about twice a week and there's typically alcohol involved as well. And I like to remind her that sure, she probably could see quicker results if she scrapped eating out, but that wouldn't be sustainable for her. She enjoys these social aspects of life and she's doing an amazing job learning what balance looks like for her. So because of her priorities, 
she has to shift her expectations to understand that her timeline might not look like someone else's timeline who is cooking all their meals from home, who's eliminating alcohol, and maybe being a little bit more adherent and consistent with their plan. So I like to also remind women that take into account your environment. If you are still enjoying your meals out, which of course, if you're tracking those, it's not going to be 100% accurate. We can do our best to guesstimate, but there's always hidden cooking oils and butters and things like that in the foods. So just have a more realistic expectation and be as consistent and as adherent as possible. But also, if that's not sustainable for you, then that's not going to work for you long-term and you're going to continue to end up in this yo-yo dieting cycle. So if what is sustainable and consistent for you looks like being adherent about 75% of your week, but then you're enjoying meals out and some alcohol and you're traveling, expect to make progress a little bit slower, but be okay with that knowing that there is this cost-to-risk ratio that you're really working into balance in your life, which again, that might look like sustainability to you. So sustainability is the most important thing. Okay, on the topic of adherence, I want to touch on a technique, get a lot of questions about this, and I absolutely love this tool. But again, it's a tool with macro tracking. This technique is called carb cycling. So I get questions on what is carb cycling and do I need to do carb cycling and will it help me see better results? First, carb cycling is a technique, depending on how you implement it, where you have high carb days and low carb days throughout the week. So again, there are different ways that you can implement it, but essentially you have high carb days and low carb days. So do you need carb cycling? The answer is no. You don't need carb cycling to see results, nor will carb cycling promise better results than simply following a set macro count for fat loss. However, here's where carb cycling can help in terms of seeing quote unquote better results. I'm doing air quotes over here. If you have a hard time with consistency at a singular macro count, Having high carb days can really break up your week to make your deficit more sustainable, which in turn can then lead to better results because again, you're being more adherent, consistent, and it's more sustainable. Not because carb cycling itself will yield better results because at the end of the day, it really comes down to what you're going to be most adherent with. So if you really struggle with the weekends, it might make sense to pair your high carb days on the weekends. So you have a bit more flexibility. You don't feel like it's unsustainable. You can be a little bit more adherent to your overall macros. So you have low carb days throughout the week or high carb days on the weekend. Now, the other way in which I like to use carb cycling, and for me personally, this is the way that I implement it. I just feel best when I implement it this way is that if you're strength training, and you're noticing that your energy is a bit lower during your deficit, which again is to be expected to a degree because you're restricting energy in the body by way of calories, pairing high carb days in line with your training program can help you push harder in your workouts. 
For this reason, I love carb cycling days and I love pairing them the day before my lower body workout. And that's because I want to build up internal energy to then expend in my workouts that are leveraging larger muscle groups, aka those workouts require more of my own physical exertion. So we're actually using carb cycling as a tool to maintain as much muscle mass as possible because we're able to push harder in those workouts that require exertion from larger muscle groups, aka lower body primarily. That's where we're going to be exerting most of our most of our energy. So again, I like to personally use carb cycling in this way because it's what makes me feel my best. But if you're again somebody who struggles with the weekends, then I would recommend testing out high carb days on the weekends. So to summarize a bit of what we've already talked about, a calorie deficit is the phase that we enter to reduce body fat. However, we don't want to be living in this phase. We really should be spending a finite period of time here. It should be very structured. We can implement techniques like carb cycling that can help with adherence, but we don't need to implement carb cycling to see results. And it's very important to understand and pay attention to your biofeedback. If it's responding negatively, either increasing your calories a little bit or start your reverse diet or take a diet break. Now, before we close out this episode, I wanted to leave you with some tips I have for a calorie deficit. First, don't start in a steep deficit. This will only set you up to plateau and oftentimes is unsustainable and you end up being adherent maybe five out of the seven days a week, which leads me to my next tip, which I've already talked about, and that's be adherent. A great way to be adherent is pre-logging. Pre-logging is a great tool to leverage in a deficit. And with pre-logging, you simply plan out your next day in your tracking app with the foods and the amounts you plan to eat to hit your macros. So now you have a roadmap for your day. If you're somebody who struggles staying on board with any of your past diets or programs that you've tried, don't put pressure on yourself to go from zero to 100. Instead, start with achievable goals like hitting your protein or getting in more daily movement to grow into bigger goals that you have. And remember that you have your lifetime to work to this. I can't stress this enough because sustainability is really key to lasting results. So creating a routine that works for you is extremely important. This is what we work with all of our members within the Macro Accelerator is we build out programs that are going to work with their lifestyle based off their dieting history, their preferences, because there really is no cookie cutter solution. Each individual is so unique and requires a unique plan. So really pay attention to what's working for you and create a routine that you love and is sustainable. Next, don't deprive yourself of treats or foods that you love in your deficit, but instead work them into your day. This balance will also help with your adherence and consistency. Don't uproot your entire meals, but instead either focus on reducing portion sizes, eliminating a snack here and there, or maybe substituting certain foods for lower calorie options like cauliflower rice for rice. This was a big one that helped me in my journey not feel like, again, I had to go from zero to 100. It was just making small tweaks to my current meals to see big results. 
The next tip I have for you is just take it one day at a time. Focus on how you can make that current day one that you're proud of and one that will get you 10% closer to your ultimate goal. Just take it day by day. Next, remember your why. Why are you even in a deficit in the first place? What is your goal? Why are you here? What are those emotions that were coming up for you when you started this deficit as to what your ultimate goal was? What is that feeling that it's going to leave you in the end? Tap into that on those days of doubt that will inevitably come up throughout the process. Also, don't tie your progress to the scale. Use other units of measurement like body measurements, photos, assessing how your clothes are fitting, and photos. I personally do not like the scale. I think it's a great tool. It's a great data point, but it's just that. It's one data point. And I see far too often we get very emotionally involved with the scale, which can be detrimental to our overall progress. If you're struggling with accountability, find a support system. Maybe that's a friend. Maybe that's your partner, a coaching program like the Macro Accelerator, an online group of like-minded women. And lastly, be honest with yourself. If you're struggling with adherence or you find yourself consistently starting over, maybe now is not the right time for you to be in a deficit and that's okay. You can still make so much progress being at maintenance. Now, this episode just scratched the surface navigating a calorie deficit. There's so much information with calorie deficits. And if you're looking to dive in even deeper to understand what diet breaks are, reverse dieting, how to calculate your deficit macros, making adjustments in a deficit to see your most efficient progress or when you've hit a true plateau, how to supplement with physical activity and more, then you're going to want to check out the Macro Body Method course where I teach you all of this in-depth A to Z to navigate your nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle habits for complete body transformation that is actually going to last you for a lifetime. All right, so next week, we are going to be talking all about one phase that is most often missed after a dieting period, but is so important for your long-term success. Any guess what that is? If you're thinking a reverse diet, you are right, my friend. We'll dive into what a reverse diet is, why it's so important for sustained results after a fat loss phase, what it looks like, and more in that episode. So make sure to tune in again next week. And until then, keep minding your wellness. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love hearing from you. So shoot me a DM over on Instagram at mindinmymacros to keep the combo going. If you've learned anything from this episode or any of my past episodes, I'd really love it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I love hearing what you've learned or what you've taken away from any of these episodes. It means so much to me when you do that. And if you have any friends, you know, that need a little help kicking some old dieting mentalities to the curb and want some simple, effective, and sustainable tips to feel their best, share a link to this episode with them. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next time.